Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rush Hour podcast, hosted by myself, Amit Jamal, and Jay Park. All right, Jay, let's get into the NBA season prediction for the rewards. Start off with the most valuable player, man, the MVP. So, so far, the reigning MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, signed a maximum deal five years with the Milwaukee Bucks. I personally think that he's not going to go for a three-peat like other NBA legends. I think that Luka Doncic is actually going to is actually going to pull a surprise here in this one and shock people. I think he's going to be very consistent and the media is going to have a new narrative with pushing in Luka, especially with the great season that he had last year. And I think he's going to he's going to get more votes than Giannis. What, what, what's your thoughts on the MVP award? I believe Luka is definitely the favorite, being that they're not the best talented roster in the West. That would be the Lakers. And that they don't have more than one superstar on that team because I actually don't consider Przingis to be a superstar only because he's always that big of an entry risk. You can't be a superstar if you're not even going to play many games. So if Luca is clearly their best player, which he is, and he's going to average close to a triple-double, if not a triple-double, I believe he, he is the favorite. But I will also add that I would not be surprised because there's no one from the Clippers that's going to win MVP. No one from the Suns. Like, we're looking at the other playoff teams in the West. There's there's nobody that makes me feel good to say, oh, that person's going to win MVP. The only the only two or three candidates for MVP from the whole entire Western Conference would be Luka, maybe Jokic, and it would be a coin flip between uh, LeBron and AD. But they cancel each other out, so it, it's basically nothing. Jokic, I might say, has a, has a decent chance because – He's playing really well right now. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if, if his level of play is sustainable, but if he's also flirting with a triple-double average and let's say the Nuggets are, you know, first, second, third seed, I think if they're maybe first or second seed and, and Jokic is obviously he's going to be an all-star and he's playing like a superstar caliber talent, I think it can go – it can very well go to him because uh, usually – usually, not all the time, but usually the media likes to, you know, say best player on best team. Yeah. Um, provided that 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 best team isn't like you know Golden State with KD, Steph, and Clay and Dre, and no, that's as long as it's not that type of stacked team, they'll usually give it to a reasonably talented team where the best player is clearly carrying the load and getting that team to be outperforming their expectations. So I would say Jokic or Luca, but to me, I would still I would still bank on Luca. I believe in the East, there's only two MVP candidates out of the entire conference. One is KD because KD, it looks like he hasn't dropped the beat. Oh, yeah, man. He, he's, he's been playing very well, man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not missing this guy. So if he is able to play even like 80% of what we know him to be, that's still a superstar. And if he somehow takes this Nets team into maybe the one, two, three seed in the East, clearly outperforming their expectations, especially with the absence of Spencer Dimity. I think that can get him back into the conversation because the, the media likes to put narratives on. So they're going to be like, oh, Katie came back from that gruesome injury. He hasn't played for over a year, comes back, dominates the league, you know, won all the big games that are on national TV. So let's say he takes down LeBron in LA. He takes down the Nuggets in Denver. You know, these big games, he takes down Luka in, the, in Dallas or, those are all going to be very favorable for KD. The only other candidate that I would add to this list and my final candidate 
Trey Young. I'm telling you this right now. Oh man, Trey Young. Yo, I'm telling you, Trey Young, bro. Listen, man. I know. Yeah. I know. He signed. He signed the signature shoe deal with with Adidas. But come on, man. No, I'm telling you, man. Like, if he can also maybe flirt with like a triple double, and I think he, has... he will. I think he will in the next two years. But I just don't see him getting it over Doncic. Yeah, I don't see that happening either, but I just had to throw him into because that, that would be my top five candidates uh, for, for MVP. Obviously, Luca would be number one, and then the, the rest four, you know, it might rotate, but I but I would put Jokic there. I would put KD there. I would put Trey Young there, and maybe one of one of AD or LeBron, but that's always a coin flip. So it would be more surprising to me if Luca doesn't win. Let's, let's yeah. just put it like that. It would be more surprising if Luca doesn't win. Like, I think that's, provided that's a good that he's, way to he's healthy. Yeah, provided that he's healthy, he should be able to win. All right, so the Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, so last year, Giannis won it alongside the MVP award. And uh, he, he he managed to do something that Michael Jordan uh, did in the past. But for this year, I think that the media, the NBA, they're all aware that Anthony Davis somewhat deserved it last year. And I think that this year, Anthony Davis is just going to be more locked in, especially coming off winning the NBA championship. And I think that the Defensive Player of the Year award is just nowhere in sight for anyone else but Anthony Davis. Like, uh, I, I can't see the NBA giving it back-to-back to Giannis, and I can't see any yeah, other see player that. getting it. So I think this is just this is a lock for Anthony Davis, man. What do you think? He hasn't showed it this early into the season, his defensive prowess, but I believe as the season goes on, and he starts getting back into his uh, normal defensive rhythm on the floor. He he should be like he's he's a guy that I'm used to seeing giving me you know uh, giving the fans you know one to two steals a game minimum one to two blocks a game minimum. But I do getting think a lot ben of Simmons, rebounds. Ben Simmons is a competition for that. And also just altering shots. Like I know that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but just altering a lot of shots and being a good rim protector—that's what AD does. And yeah, you could toss Ben Simmons in there. Ben Simmons is, is I would say he's one of the top five defenders all in all of the NBA. Uh, ben Simmons is very underrated for his defense. And it doesn't ben look Simmons, like he's been working on his jump shot, so he, he has more more energy to yeah. notch on his defense. Yeah, if if if, if he ain't shooting well, um, and he's still being a bum on that aspect of his game, then yeah, you gotta you gotta make that up on the defensive end. Because if you don't yeah. make it up on the defensive end, then we're just everyone's just gonna roast you. So. Ben Simmons is a is a real candidate for the award. So is AD. I would toss in Marcus Smart in there, only because I believe if the Celtics are maybe a surprise team in the East, and let's say they take the number one or two seed, and let's say that has to do a lot with their defense, and a lot, the biggest part of their defense is probably Marcus Smart. So if if that narrative gets you know manufactured in a way that it's so overwhelming. You know, Marcus Smart could be a, a good candidate for the award as well. Then we look at maybe maybe Kawhi, but I just don't know if he's going to play enough games. Uh, that's that's the only thing. We could also maybe add Rudy Gobert because uh, he's also a reliable uh, rim protector, gives you a lot of blocks, a lot of rebounds, alters a lot of shots. Uh, it's the biggest reason why that their defense is, is as strong as it is because – he allows the the people on the perimeter to gamble, to go for steals, to uh, make risky plays because they know that, you know what, if, they, if this guy gets past me and he has to see Rudy at the rim, you know, good luck to that guy. So I would say Rudy and anybody else. Uh, no, I don't, I do not see anybody else. 
I, I would maybe add Porzingis, but we don't even know when he's going to play. And we don't even know how many games he's going to play. But I would say out of all of them, if I had to pick one, it would be a toss-up between AD and Ben Simmons, provided that Ben Simmons actually maintains a high level of defensive play uh, throughout the season. Uh, like if he's giving you a couple steals, a couple blocks every night, yo, that's that's really good. That's really, really good. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, Ben Simmons is more than capable. And he, he said himself that he's uh, he's one of the top defenders in the, in the league. So if you if you have the balls and the courage to say such things, then you got to show it. You got you you to just show flat out show it. All right, let's move on to the Rookie of the Year Award. For this one, we, are, we know that this draft class has been very, very strange in some way because there's no solid player that was going, like, guaranteeing the first pick. And there's no standout star for the, for for this draft class, but for me, I think that this award will not go to anyone but these three three or four guys. So Anthony Edwards, okay. James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, and Killian Hayes, the starting the seventh pick and the starting point guard of the Detroit Pistons. It looks like Detroit really believes in this guy. They gave him a starting role even over over Derrick Rose. But out of those three, or out of those four, I think that Lamelo Ball has the media behind him like ever since this season started man the only highlights that I've been seeing on on my timeline is nothing but LaMelo Ball like he could he could dash a regular assist and you'll see that guy trending on Twitter he'll make a jumper and he's trend, trending on Twitter like so I think that he has an advantage and I think LaMelo Ball is taking this award this year my actual pick logically it should be between you know Anthony Edwards James Wiseman as they're getting a lot of minutes on bad teams they'll put up the numbers yeah, so it's, it's, it's mainly those those top three picks, and I just yeah, added, but, but I added I, a dark horse and Killian Hayes. But but my dark horse is actually Tyrese Halliburton from of the Sacramento Kings. Um, I think that's a real dark horse because that guy he could flat out score. He's on a bad team in the Kings. He'll be able to get more minutes as the season goes on. He'll be able to put up more numbers. He's a shooter, which is always one thing that I look out for players, and he's able to dish be a facilitator and you know he's, he's a little bit of a pest on the defensive end so I believe that if he's able to put a solid enough campaign where maybe he's averaging more than 15 16 points maybe two three assists and you know maybe one block or one steal a game I would say that deserves mentioning for for the award not necessarily not necessarily saying he's going to get the award but I believe he should be deserving of more attention than he's getting right now. I agree. All right, moving on to the sixth man of the year award. So for this one, I've been having, this is probably one of the, my hardest choices this year, mainly because we have no idea which players will actually guarantee coming off the bench and whatnot. So we know how that goes. But my initial pick was going to be Karis LeVert off the Brooklyn Nets. But Ah, uh, that was mine. That that's that was ours, but you know we heard about the Dinwiddie injury, the partial torn ACL, and it clearly means that Karis Levert is going to be starting. So I had to make some readjustments. Man, this is this is a tough one, man. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick with Harrell coming off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers because that's that's like it's an obvious pick. First of all, it, it was Karis Levert, but now that you know, I think that he's going to be more of a starter this year. I'm just going to have to go with the, with the obvious, obvious pick after this. And, um, I'm sticking with Harold. Yeah, I think the super obvious pick, if Karis LeVert was still uh, 
coming off the bench, I, I have no doubt that he should be everyone's number one choice for, for this award. Um, Cause he was putting up monster numbers as six man. Especially but the bubble man when he was starting. But if he's not going to be coming off the bench and he's actually going to be a starter, then obviously that changes things. And if that's actually the case, then yeah, the next safest bet would be Montres Harrell because yeah. You know, he's going to be getting a lot of minutes. He's going to have a lot of shots. He plays hard. He hustles. He grabs boards. He plays hard on the defensive end. And he just won it last year. So he clearly showed uh, the world that he had enough to to win the award. So I don't think it's going to go to Lou Will or anything like that. You so think that uh, me, THT has a chance? Corin Tucker? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early uh, to hype, huh? uh, uh, it's, it's too early in his life for that. He's not That was a joke, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not about that life yet. So the only other potential candidate would maybe be Jordan Clarkson from the Utah Jazz. Oh, uh, that's, they, that's a good that's a good one. Because they literally treat him like a microwave option coming off the bench, just uh, you know, giving him the the ultimate green light. You come off the bench, shoot whatever shot you want, man. <laughs> so it's if he's able to just put up solid points every night. He, he will have a good case because he'll be on a good team with a good record and he'll be playing a meaningful part on the team's success. So that would be my only other ad because uh, there's no one else really on any of the good teams that are going to have a solidified six-man type player that can potentially win this award. So I, I, I wish it would be as easy as seeing it would be Karis LeVert, but just because of the injury situation and without knowing that if Brooklyn's going to add somebody to fill that void or not, uh, yeah, it would, it would it would probably go to Harold. All right, sounds good. Looks like we agree on that. Let's move on to the last, the final award for players, which is the Most Improved Player Award. So for this one, I've been also thinking that it may be pretty obvious, but it's going to be a quite interesting one. So I'm I'm sticking with, I believe that Terry Rozier has a huge chance in uh, in improving okay. pretty much this year. Just obviously because last last season he was averaging about 18 points, and I think this year he's going to crack the low 20s. And uh, it looks like he has a, a bigger role on that team, especially with Lamelo Ball being on the team and threatening for his for his spot. I think that he's, he's really going to take it seriously this year. For my second option that I think could have a chance is Tyler Hero, mainly because this year looks like he's the starting point guard and he's not coming off the bench. Last year he was averaging 15 points and four assists. And this year with coming off the sorry, this year was starting, uh, being the starting point guard for the Miami Heat, I think that he, he definitely has a chance. And my other option is uh, OG Ananobi, uh, mainly because I think that he'll have a, a huge, like a larger offensive role with the Toronto Raptors this year. But out of those three, I'm honestly going to stick with uh, Tyler Hero, man. I think that he's he's going to make a huge impact on the Miami Heat, and that he could he could pull this one off. This, I literally made this decision in the last 20 seconds because I was going with OG initially, but I think that Tyler Hero, like he's just deadly from the three, man. I think that he's going to improve. I actually have none of those guys, and I'm only going with two guys as of right now, this early into the season. So my one pick, not in any order. Well, actually, in order, I would say my second pick would be uh, Sabonis from the Pacers. Now I know that he's already playing well. He's been playing well for you know last but he was, year. He got, was playing well last year as well. Yeah. So. But imagine if this guy starts giving you numbers on average, like uh, twenty-eight and ten, with maybe you know one block here, you know, a couple made threes and good field goal percentage, you know, some some assists. 
but his main number is like 28 and 10 or like like 27 and 12 or something compared to what he was doing before. You know, those are Shaq-like numbers. Like those are Shaq-like numbers. Anytime that Shaq says, uh, Shaq tries to give a, a, a good number stat line to say, you know, this guy had a monster's game. He's famous for always saying 28, 15, you know, 28 and 15. So if Sabonis is able to come close to that, those are monster numbers that even a monstrous player like Shaq is saying, those are monstrous numbers. And he's doing that on a very competitive team uh, in the Eastern Conference with a good record, on a good team. He's the best player. And he's shown that he could take that next level from being a good player to being a great player. Wow. Like to me, that's... But my first pick, Christian Wood. There you go. My first pick is Christian Wood. Because Christian Wood... If he's able to give you like 20 and 10, something like 20 something and 10 something, I believe that's that's more guarantees it. Guarantees it. Yeah. Yeah. If he gets that, I believe like, and he's more than capable of doing that. Like he'll get enough minutes and they always play fast pace and fast pace offense usually means you'll get a lot of numbers. So if Christian Wood's able to pull that off, I believe there's a very, very good chance that he takes that award. I can see that happening. But like like I said, consistency. He has to be consistent, and we'll see what happens with that award. All right, great, great pick, man. Let's move on to the final one, which is the coach of the year. And for this one, man, I'm honestly going to be definitely going to consider what happened in the bubble and what from what I saw, and not to mention the beginning of this season, but I'm sticking with the Phoenix Suns coach, Monty Williams. I strongly believe that he's going to coach and guide the Phoenix Suns into the playoffs for the first time since, what, 2010 was the last time they made to the playoffs? He, he, he went 8-0 in the bubble. They added Chris Paul this year. And honestly, I don't see any other coach taking it. If I do, it could be one of the younger teams, uh, maybe Van Gundy doing something amazing with the Pelicans. But I just see that the Phoenix Suns are going to be are going to guarantee a top six seed, and that's, that's going to solidify Monty Williams with that award. So what do you think? Do you agree with me with that, or do you have any other choices? No, I, I believe he's, he's my number one pick as well, only because – I believe the Suns are going to make it to the playoffs, uh, which would be a huge improvement from their season past. And I believe because he's getting the most that he can from all of his players right now. And I think that'll be voting really well for that team's culture moving forward with more games under their belt for this season. And they're just showing a lot more grit and a lot more heart than what, than what I'm used to from those young guys, especially Ben Booker and DeAndre Ayton and the other young guys they have on that squad. And that's all coming from culture. And culture, the biggest source of culture is from the coach, head coach. So Monty Williams is doing a fabulous job down there. If I were to say, are there any competition for that award? Any other contestants? Uh, Not really from what I could see, because in the West, maybe Stan Van Gundy, uh, because he hasn't, because he's, yeah, he might have a little bit of a narrative, you know, hasn't been working coaching job for a while. Came off um, the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Coming off a of TV, yeah. new team, new players, new system, but makes it to playoffs. Okay, I could see that. I could also see maybe Mike Malone of the Nuggets, if the Nuggets maybe get the number one seed in the oh, West. Yeah, they got to get the right? one for him to get it, yeah. Yeah, like him, for him to get it, it he has what, to be the one. What about um, uh, Steve Nash, coaching debut? You think he has a chance? He has a chance if they finish number one or two. Yeah, uh, I think so too. If, if it's not one or two, he has no chance. 
if he yeah, if the Nets are third or below, no chance. He has to finish one or two. Well, which is why you know I, I didn't see that happening. So, you know, from our previous episodes when we did the standings predictions, so and I put the Suns in, in a top six. I think if the Suns get top six seed, they will The only the only the only other uh, coach candidate I would add is uh, Lloyd Pierce of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of that too. But they have to guarantee that, a playoff. They have to guarantee a playoff. Yeah. Yeah, because he has that same sort of narrative that um, Monty Williams will have in Phoenix, where they were a bum team, young guys, haven't made a playoff in a long time, and now they're playing really well. I mean, yes, getting new good players helps, obviously, but you know, sometimes it's not just what's on paper. I mean, I always think of that Lakers team with Kobe, Dwight, Powell, Steve Nash, and how disastrous that team was. I mean, on paper, that should have that should have been the team selected to win it all that year. But, you know, they didn't even come close. So, you know, coaching and players themselves have a lot to do with chemistry and the team success. And I believe that uh, those guys that we just mentioned uh, will have the biggest impact on their teams as head coaches. All right, man, we're going to have to see how this, how everything plays out. Uh, man, this is going to be a very, very fun season. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. All right, everyone, that's that's a wrap for our predictions for the awards for the 2020-2021 season. Jay, it's been a great episode, man. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, catch you guys next time.